Hi guys, my name is Bawa and welcome to Bawa Unfiltered. Hey guys, welcome back to Bawa Unfiltered and today's topic is... back again and today i think we should keep talking about my story because i'm not done because there's so much more to me and my past and what i think god's doing in me and i need to keep on talking about it so we're still going to talk about me and my story and child it's about to be hot, 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 hot. I'm coming to drop some tea. So get comfy and be prepared to be shocked. <laughs> okay, so last week we talked about how I got into sexual sin. How... It seemed so random, but after a couple of years, I realized that it had its own purpose. It was might have started off as maybe something random to me, but as time went on, I can see the purpose of it. Even though I do not like the fact that I had to go through something like that, I just, I get it. It's for a purpose. I get it now. I was supposed to learn how to be humble. With myself being, at that time, I was really pure. I was a virgin. I ain't never kissed nobody. I ain't never had sex. I ain't never did none of those things. So I used to judge all these people that used to do it. And so I needed to be humble. And now that I've done it, I feel when I did it, when I didn't think I was going to do it, I felt ashamed in some type of way about myself, that was guilt, that was shame, it took me away from God, and I finally understood that, that thing, that saying that said, you you can't judge somebody if you ain't never walk in their shoes, because I judge all those people, and I do not know the circumstances that led to them taking some of those decisions, and so I'm apologizing to everybody I judged when I was 19 and below. <laughs> okay, so I'm sorry, y'all. I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I did know what I was doing, but I was being insensitive, and I should have empathized more. So, yes, there's that. And then there was also the part where I was supposed to be distracted from a bigger vision, a bigger goal. You see, and that being, that being said, the distraction reminds me of that time when Joseph's brothers, check, read Genesis, y'all, read Genesis. Joseph's brothers thought they were doing him so, some something evil when they sold him to the Egyptians to go and sell him in Egypt to Potiphar and Pharaoh and all of that. You know that story. You got to read Genesis, y'all. And it turns out it was God's plan. Can you imagine, like... He thought he was going to be blessed in his home country, and that wasn't even it. So, 
I'm thinking maybe, just maybe, the devil thought he was going to use this to keep me in a cycle, which he did for a while. But I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gonna, I'm going to have a hot moment with y'all, and you'll be shocked. And don't judge me. I'm, I beg you, please don't judge me. I'm already beating myself down about it. But you gotta just, please. I know things are changing in me that you can't see, that I can't see. But I know that I don't think the same. Sometimes about a lot of things. I know I'm not the same person. It's hard to. And I know something is changing in me for a greater good. But it's taking a while for all the changes to get to everywhere. Like there's this tiny little yeast of change. It's going to take a while. It's rising in the dough, which is me. And I don't know if I'm using the right analogy. I do not know if I'm painting the right picture, but I bet you get it. Anywho, as I was saying, the devil might have thought that it was going to distract me with this little cycle that I got going on. But then God had a plan that irrespective of what's going to happen, he's going to use me, my story, everything I've been through to for his glory. You get it? So, there's a purpose for everything we're going through. There's a purpose for me struggling with sexual immorality. My hot moment. Like I said, last year, I did six months clean. I was so proud of myself. And I was so thankful for it. And then, I didn't prepare myself because I didn't think I was ever... I was so proud of myself because I was never home alone. After I, like, I never... Those six months, I was on the move all the time. So, I never thought that, I thought it was gone because I didn't have the time to indulge in those. So, you see, the devil really do find work for the idle hands. So, here I am. I'm at work, but then I work in a school, as I said in previous episodes. So, they needed uh school for an exam center last year so everybody was supposed to go home nobody's supposed to come there because they didn't want the kids to get the answers from the teachers or the staff or anything like that so we came home for a week your girl here thought well i'll be tired i wake up early i come home late and i barely get get i write i have a blog i write stories i write my thoughts there's a blog that inspired this podcast Anywho, let's keep going. So, I thought, okay, here, girl, I can finally sleep. Like, I can wake up whatever time I want. I could do whatever I want. And I, I am the type of girl that do not keep track of her cycles. I do not know. I, I feel my body is changing, but I do not check to see what, why is my body changing. I do not. I'm not really in tune with my, with my body like that. So, I didn't know that that week I was supposed to be home was going to be a week. Where I'll be ovulating. If you're a girl, you know you get horny. Your hormones are all over the place. And this is a really trying time. Your girl didn't know that. I hadn't. I didn't know that's what I was coming to. All I knew was I was coming home. Pre-vacation. That is, this vacation does not take away from my vacation days at work. It's 
mandatory. Everybody get it. So I'm coming home. I'm coming to sleep. I'm coming to eat and maybe do a little bit of writing. Child, I woke up the first day feeling horny as I do not know even how to, it was crazy. I was like, dang, where did all this come from? I said, been stuck fighting over the past couple of months. I was thrown, I did not know what to do. I tried, I tried not to think about it. It did not work. I did a week at, week attempt of praying it away. I, I did not know what I was thinking. I, I did, I did, I didn't have nowhere to go. And it's a it's a work day. Everybody at work. I can just leave my house and go to work, and go out. Like who am I gonna see? None of my friends are home. Nobody home. Nobody not busy. Everybody busy these days. We all grown. So I'm like, damn. What am I gonna do, Lord? I was just there, and I couldn't help it. So I indulged myself in a little bit of sin. And guess what? It didn't. I didn't even last five minutes, and I was. I was like. I didn't get anything from it, so I quit. It was less than five minutes, and I, like, basically two minutes, and I was like, I'm done. Like, I did not get anything out of it. Like, when I started, I was like, ugh. And it, it hit me that it's not the fact I don't get anything from it in, in anymore. Like, there's no pleasure. I'm not. The, the point is, I don't know what the point is. I don't know if I'm using the right words. It's not like I I was enjoying it. I wasn't like by then it's like the moment I started and I realized that this wasn't it. I felt whatever was over me just left because I ruined my streak. And I guess that's what it wanted. And because I did it it pulled me back. I was trying to go back into my cycle where I'm ashamed, where I feel guilty. And I was so, I didn't know how to go back to God and say, look at me, God. I was so ashamed. I was so down on myself. And I was like, but then I, I, I kept on remembering. I have a lot of Christian codes on my back, on my phone about, you know, when you sin and when you get back. So I've been reading a lot of those things. So one of the calls came back to me that when you sin, you don't run from God. You run to God. And he going to pick you up. He going to do all of this. And so I was like, God, you know, I did not mean to do this. I did not want to do this. I did not want to do this. I did not want to be here. I didn't want to do none of these things. And I felt I repented. Also, I thought. Then. I thought everything was cool, but then it hit me again in the middle of the week when I thought my spirit was rising up again. My spirit woman was rising up again. I was getting back into my my uh, lack of vibe. I was being elevated. I was getting more into spiritual things, and I was getting ready to put out a message about being moved by the whole, like, I was thinking about doing something for God, I was feeling fine, and this thing came back, and I was like, man, what you want, you're not gonna get me this time, and I tried my best, I really tried my best, I don't remember how that ended, but all I know is the next day, I did not stay home, y'all, I run out of the house with my mama, 
She'll go on the work and I was like, child, let me she gonna be busy the whole day. I ain't gonna she ain't gonna spare me the time I did. Let me just get out of this house. So I stayed out of the house on Thursday. And Friday my mama ain't go to work. So that was it. For me that week it was hellish and it and I didn't think much of it when the week ended, but a couple of weeks after that, the repercussions of those failed attempts came back and I entered into a little bit of cycle of, you know, the usual sexual things, masturbating here and there, and I felt bad, but I did like, I let it in once, and it, and and it went away, and I brought it back, and it was worse than before. I know, y'all. There's this thing in the Bible. It's Matthew, Mark. Oh, I did not remember. But Jesus said, when you clean the house, that is when you get rid of the demon. And you don't replace it with anything. And you leave the space bare. And the demon go and come back and see that, oh, this place is clean. Ain't nothing here to occupy in this space. You're going to bring seven more other demons and you're going to be worse off than you used to be. Yeah, that was me. I done got free from this little demon of mine that was trying to get me and do all this dumb sexual stuff. And I did, I thought in my mind that I was free from it. And it didn't really go, I guess. And it came back and it was hell. I was I was in this crazy cycle doing all these dumb stuff. I, I don't want to even go into the dumb stuff. So that was it for a while. I was struggling back and forward, back and forward. Till three months to the year to end or so. That's when I met a guy. And let's not go into all the dumb stuff I did because of the guy. Because, ooh, child, I did not know what I saw in the... And that dude, he looks ordinary, but he makes me hot. Sorry. Like, if you see him, you're going to see that he's ordinary. He's not supposed to get you like this. But, I mean, I guess I just get near the, the dude, and I'm like, oof, child, Lord, help me. I need somebody to put me. I need ice. Oof. So, yes, there was that phase in my life, and I was... And all the while, I was still talking about God. I didn't, I didn't for a second, whilst I was struggling with any of those things. When I remembered, I didn't need to um, take God out of my life. I needed to keep him close. Even when I struggled, and it wasn't an easy struggle, I still kept him close. And that's when I got this idea for a book that I'm not going to tell you much about it. But it's going to definitely, when I'm done with it, I don't know when I'll be done with it. Maybe in a couple of years. Because it's going to, I have a feeling that book is going to be eye-opening for a lot of y'all. It's not a storybook. Okay, maybe a little bit of story, a little bit of fact. And I need to grow more as a Christian to be able to write that book. Because my eyes are opening through this struggle. I'm beginning to see things in a different way. And the scales are falling off from my eyes, and I'm seeing things for as they are. We can't always put and blame the devil for some of the things he do, but we can definitely blame them for the beginning of it all. 
I don't know if that made any sense. But yeah, so that was that was me. So my hot moment for today. <laughs> Your girl is ovulating this week. And I did not know that. <laughs> I need to find a way to keep track of my cycle. I have an app, but I rarely check that app. And it rarely notifies me too. It only tells me you got two days to get your period. And that's it. You need to tell me, girl, you about to ovulate in about 48 hours. So you need to fix your life, get things in place. So my hot moment today, or this week basically, I was hot. This lockdown. People not supposed to be at work, but my family is at work. Because they're essential staff. So I'm just home with the kids. My sister's, my my sister's daughter and my cousin's daughter. And I'm in my room and they they outside. They're doing this stuff. And I'm hot. And I do not know what to do. So I do not wear clothes. Because I feel like if I, I expose myself that way, maybe the feeling going to go away and leave me alone. So, I did that for the first day. It worked-ish. And the second day, it did not work at all. So, my hot moment. You can, you guessed it. I did it again. And so, I was like, damn, girl. What is going on with you? Like, I keep berating myself. So, I asked myself, do I not love God enough? Because he's faithful to me and it's time for me to be faithful to him. And if I'm faithful to him, then that means I'm I'm doing what he wants me to do. He don't want me to live according to the misdeeds of my body and my flesh. He wants me to live by the urges my spirit gives me. I need to pray for people. I need to read my word. I need to live a godly life. And this ain't it. I have this struggle. So I'm like, am I really saved? It, it, it keeps me questioning myself am i really saved am i do i really love god like what is going on with me like these are the questions that come to mind that are in my mind right now as i'm recording this and i know i know i know that i do love god because i have survive a lot of things that I know I shouldn't have. I bet I never told y'all about my story of how I almost died. Ooh, it's about to be juicy. This is all part of my story, so I'm telling it. It was 2018. Child, I do not remember, but it has to be 2018. And I was about to turn 24, right? <laughs> Well, 24, 25, I do not know, but I bet it's 24. So, and I didn't have a job, okay? And see, like, all my friends were working, and I felt useless because my family is not really well to do. We are ish, we are ish. If it's just me and my mom, we are ish. If my dad, when I used to live with my dad, he would, I, I, because my dad kind of has a little bit of, you know, but me and him fell out, so there's that, and I'm not his only child anymore. I used to be his only child for the, like, 
for a really long time. So he used to spoil my, he used to spoil me, but he don't do that no more. <laughs> but he's a great dad. Let's put that aside. I didn't have a job and I did not want to ask my daddy for a job because we were fighting. I knew if I asked him to hook me up for the job, he would, he would, so my pride got in the way. I wanted to prove to him he not my God. I could do everything by myself. That did not really pan out well. My mom was helping me get a job. The job I have right now, I got it thanks to my mama's links. Not that I'm not qualified. I am, but she told me that there's an opening here and I should apply. And she's pretty sure I'm going to get it. Because not a lot of people knew about that opening. Like it had just it had just been decided to fill that position that I'm occupying. And she somehow heard it. So I quickly did it before a whole lot of people heard it. And they had a whole lot of prospects. I think I didn't even do it quickly enough. Because the day I went for my interview, there were so many people there. My God, I was so scared. Whew. I remember when I got the job, I was like, won't you do it? Like, when I was done with my interview and they were like, so when can you start? And I was like, when do you want me to start? And they were like, you can start on Monday. I was like, won't he do it? I said it in my head when I got into my mama office that day. I was dancing. I was dancing all over the place because I got a job. But I digress. So I was unemployed and I felt Things were moving for me, and I was all over. So you know, social media is a it's a terrible thing sometimes when you are at the lowest point of your life. So I'm here seeing all these people who are doing like their dreams. I'm working for them. I had so many dreams, and none of them seemed to be working for me at that time in my life. So I was like, okay, you're here. You're useless. Your mama's still feeding you. You need to ask her for basic things and. You too grown for that. And I was just like, well, it's not worth me being here bobbing my mama. So I let, it, it was a gradual process. Like, I wasn't just doing it to myself alone. I could actually hear somebody telling me that you don't need to live. You you know, you should have died a long time ago. Like, I used to have dreams that I was being chased by gunmen. And I get shot several times and I wake up. And wherever I got shot at, I feel the pain. There was this time they shot my leg. I woke up and I couldn't, I could barely walk. My family was like, what's going on? I was like, girl, I had this weird ass dream. I got shot and I can't, I can't walk. And she was like, girl, you need to tell your mama. You need to pray and tell your mama to pray. So I did it. I told my mama, she told our pastor. And when I came home from school that, that term, the pastor took me to his office and he prayed on me and it was a hot session. He prayed on me. We anointed our He anointed me. He was like, there is something about me that is that is going to be good. And the enemy don't want that. So they're trying to everything. But I need to be really careful. And so he prayed and prayed. And I never had those things. And I want to thank God for that. Hallelujah. So I feel like those voices are back again. Because I... I was like, girl, you are, so my mom keeps this knife in her bathroom to, to cut lime, to cut lime, and so, 
and he, I went to her bathroom to to take the knife, and I put it on my wrist, and I was just sitting there, and I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to die because I knew there was more to my life than the here and the now at that time. I knew there was something bigger for me. But something wanted me to just take my life. And I didn't want that. I didn't want so my last result was like, Jesus, please save me. I do not want to do this. I do not know what's going on, Lord, but I cannot control myself right now. Will you just help me? And it's like when I said that, Immediately, I came to myself because I was just not myself. I came to myself and I saw myself. I had tears in my eyes. I had full-on ugly cry, like snot everywhere, tears everywhere. And I got this little knife in my hand, like to my wrist. I was just about to slit it. And I was like, Jesus. And I just dropped the knife and I... I don't know, I started to pray, walking around the bedroom, praying, thanking God, like trying to break rather um, this, the hold that suicide had over me. Like this, I, I wanted to be set free. And when I was done with that prayer session, I felt free. I felt that I wasn't alone in the room. I felt power. I don't know about some of y'all, but sometimes when I pray, when I really pray, not when I don't half-ass my prayer, I really put myself in it. I see myself in my vision. When I close my eyes, I see me, me standing here. But then I see my spirit woman all the way like a giant. I'm like five, 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 four. But I see my spirit woman as like, you know how tall these basketball players are? Six, eleven, six, whatever. I see that woman. I'm like, that is who I truly am. I'm a giant in God's kingdom. And I nearly just let it all go. I thank God. I told God that whatever it takes, I will never do that again. And I do not know how I got there, but I thank him so much for taking me out of that. So I forgot why I started telling this story, y'all. But that was that part of my life that I felt that nobody knew what was going on with me. I had a boyfriend then, and he even didn't know I tried to kill myself. I think he came to visit me the next day, and I was normal, and I didn't tell him. I, I haven't really told anyone. Just, I didn't tell anybody. So I told my friend a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago, I was helping her through an issue with her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend. I okay, ex-boyfriend now. And that's the first time. I, I don't know if that's the first time, but I remember that's the first time I talked about it. So there's that. So my story is a little bit complicated. So yes, that's so I remember now. So I tried to kill myself to end the purpose that God had for my life. And... God came through for me. And even though right now, I feel like a hypocrite. That's what I feel like. I feel like a hypocrite. Because I be telling people don't have sex, don't masturbate, don't watch porn. Don't don't get intimate with your boyfriend. Don't let him touch you places. And then there's me. It, it's not, it happens like, it's like a flash in a pan. 
this the struggle comes and it goes and for the for the longest time I feel like I'm home free. I feel like I feel like there's nothing chasing me anymore, so I relax and then boom it comes and goes. That's it's a it's a crazy thing. Then there's me having those flashing appearance thingy and I'm like I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I do not I probably don't love God. Maybe I'm not really a Christian. Maybe I'm not really saved. Makes me doubting all sorts of things. But I remember, then I remember that I'm not a perfect person. I need to, I think I need to start understanding the fact that even though I am not, that I am not a perfect person yet. Because we can't attain perfection on this earth. But the fact that I'm not perfect doesn't mean that. You see, there's this Bible verse. Oh, I really wish I could quote it exactly that. That because grace exists doesn't mean we should keep on sinning. I think that's the thing that keeps coming to me that grace is available. And I don't want to do it. But I do it, and I do not know how my conscious mind is not interested in none of these things. Or my subconscious, I don't know which one of me doesn't want to do it. I'm really not interested in doing none of those things. But then it happens, and I fight, but I lose, and... And I do not know what to do with myself. And I feel like I'm a hypocrite. I'm a fraud. Because just last week, I got ordained as a minister. Not like a real... Okay. I don't know how... I watched the Sermon on Transformation Church YouTube channel. Who's the minister here? Check it out. And that's a seat. Someone sees who's the minister here. So the part one is you are ordained. And we talked about the church and ministers, and turns out that we, any every believer is a minister. So, Pastor Mike decided to, you know, do a little ordination ceremony for everybody who want to be a part of it. So, he got us the little certificates, we put it on our social media, and I did it. And I felt so happy and proud of myself that I was being more vocal about my faith, because most of the time, my Life, I was a little bit ashamed to be talking about God on social media because it, it seemed like Christians are getting a whole lot of backlash. And it looked like on social media, being a Christian was uncool. So I was a little bit ashamed of myself. I was a little bit ashamed to do some of those things. But then I realized we've been called to be the salt and lights of this world. And so I can't hide no more. They say, you don't light a lamp and put it under a basket. That's what I was doing. So I took the basket off the lamp so that I could shine bright. So I I filled the certificate and I posted it on my Insta story. And I was so happy I did it. And I was so happy at the ordination service he did on his live. Even though I missed a whole lot of it, you know, time difference. So I fell asleep waiting for him to start. And... And then right after that, I did not, I think sometimes I just be naive about this Christian world because I did not expect some of the battles I was going to be facing. So to me, 
here I am talking to you about my sexual struggle and you y'all are not even therapists or pastors you can't help me or nothing like that but I would ask if you pray pray for me because it's not easy I know that it's a thorn in my flesh to keep me humble I don't judge people no more so I don't think that purpose is serving that purpose anymore right now I see it as a distraction. I don't judge nobody no more. Honestly, I'm. You tell me, oh, I like girls. I'd be like, okay, I'm up and I say, okay, that's cool, that's all right. And when I leave you, I go to my room and I be praying for you. I pray, I pray for you that God will reveal Himself to you. You tell me, oh, I have three boyfriends. I sleep with all of them. I'm like, all right, I see you, sis. And I go to my room, I'll be like, Lord, I do not know what's happening with your child. All I ask is for you to visit her in a way only she can know is you. And I leave it like that. I don't judge you like, ooh, look at you little sinner. No, I don't do that no more. I just pray for you. So right now, I'm sitting here in this moment thinking that this is not a thorn in my flesh anymore. This is a distraction for me. It's supposed to distract me from my ministry, my 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 purpose of advancing the kingdom. Because all I want to do is serve Jesus and let his name be known and let people know what he's doing in my life and what he's doing for me, through me. And that's it for me to child. I'll be forgetting some of the things I say. There's that, and I don't know. I just want to say yes. So that's it. Right now, it doesn't seem like something to keep me humble. Because if I, I, I always used to say that the moment I realized the purpose of why I did what I did all those years ago, that would be the day that the test would have been completed. And I know why I did it. To keep me humble, it was supposed it was supposed to be a thorn in my flesh. I figured it out. Now you gotta leave me alone, and now it look like it's a distraction now, and I don't know. It's trying to distract me, and I have purpose in my heart that even if I make all these errors, I will not stop talking about how God was good and how it's important to. Cause I know that's why the last time I was saying that if you're listening to me and you ain't never had sex. You never had an orgasm. You never done none of those touchy-feely sexual things. Don't. Do. Do not do it because you already know how it feels. You know how it is. And you will want, like, you remember. It will be in your memory and you'll be there and you, some out of the blue, out of weirdest times, you just get a mental picture of when you were doing this and you were doing that. Let me tell you something that's really interesting that be happening to me. I'll be in the, I'll be at work. You know, sometimes I'll be doing my work stuff and I just get an, a mental image of me when I was, those times I was doing all those sexual things and I would just thrown like, I need to let go of that memory. But then you, I don't know how to talk, how to make you understand. But you remember, 
you remember the feelings that were attached to that memory and you would want just for a split second to experience it again and if you let that desire of experiencing it again fester you will just go back to your cycle of being sexually in, in, immoral and impure and all of that because see, the bible says that sexual sin is the only thing we do against our own body and i i agree that because when you're having sex you're not using my body you're using your body to do it and if you're tying souls you're not tying your souls you're not sleeping with him and then the souls will be me and him no it's gonna be you and him and whatever demons he has he's bringing it to you whatever demons you have you're taking it in y'all y'all are just gonna leave there with a whole lot of problems without the marriage confidence I have an episode that we're going to delve into sex and everything about sex. So anticipate it. So here lies my issue. Please don't have sex when you're not married. Don't engage. Don't entertain. The Bible wasn't joking when he said flee. In Is it James? Flee from sexual immorality. He was not. God wasn't playing when he knew what he was talking about. He knew how it was going to affect us. That's why he said we should flee from it. And I'm begging you, if you're a virgin, please stay that way till you're married. If you ain't never had any sexual thing with no guy, no woman, don't. It's not all that's been hijacked to be. Take it from me, who's been there, done that, and regret. Is it regret? I didn't regret because I have a lesson and I have that lesson to share to help somebody. So, take it from me who who has been there and has seen it all and thinks, honestly, it's not worth the hype and the struggle because it's real. So, that's my hot moment. I have a section on my blog. My blog has the same name as this podcast. I don't know if I've already mentioned this. So, check it out. www.bowerunfiltered.wordpress.com The section is Hot Moments. Humble, open, transparent. And have confessions. You can send me your confessions. I'll post it for you. I know sometimes you have... The reason I created is so that I can confess some of the things I do. And to also give someone, um, you can send me anonymous messages. You can create a fake account on Instagram and send it to my Instagram. DM me on Twitter and Instagram and I'll post it on my confession so that you can get it off your chest. That's that's the thing. Get your the things that you are hoarding within you off your chest. I can be the face of your confessions. I don't care. I, I hardly care about things these days. All I care about is Jesus and how Jesus is going to use me. So there's that. So I wanted to, I really wanted to talk about purpose today. I haven't started recording. I have some bloopers, but I will keep them for when I actually do the purpose episode. I don't know. What, what have you learned from me today? Have I made sense? That's what I, anytime I, I post an episode, I ask myself, did you make sense? What did you leave them with? Did they learn anything? Can they relate to it? Y'all, I do not know because y'all don't give me feedback. No reviews, 
No. No, nothing. Reviews. Okay, leave me reviews. You guys need to leave me reviews. You need to subscribe. You need to follow me because I do a lot of fun things. Oof, my Snapchat, not my Instagram though, because I do not know. I just can't bring myself to bring my crazy self to Instagram. I feel like there are a lot of comedians over there already, so I do my fooling all on my WhatsApp status, which you don't have, and my Snap. So I already gave my social media platform, so you can follow me on Twitter at I am underscore Bawa for Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, <clears throat> Facebook, Mami Bawa, and that's it. Those are all the social media platforms. Yep, I think that's all I got. If there if there are any more, then I do not have those. So I have a TikTok. Do I? I think so. But I ain't never posted nothing on that. So this brings us to a wonderful end of today's episode, part two of Tell Your Story and Pick Up Your Mat. This is my story and I hope you learned something from it. This is what I want you to take away, that God loves you recklessly, relentlessly. He will go through, he will go through the worst, he went through the worst thing ever just to prove to you that he loves you. He died on the cross, took your sin upon himself, took your weight, stole everything so that you wouldn't, Jesus died on the cross knowing that we may never love him back. And I think that's great because I know I wouldn't die for nobody that knowing that they wouldn't love me back. I wouldn't do that. Hell, sorry, not to say hell, but I wouldn't even text the guy after I realized he don't vibe with me no more. Like, I like you, and you show me you like me, and I tell you I like you, and then you you start acting funny. You're You're getting blocked. I ain't never texting you back. I'm I'm erasing you till you get your act together. So that's even me. And he, that's just like, not even did. And he did that. So God loves you. It don't matter what you're doing right now. You could be doing all the things you think God is displeased, that God will be displeased about. Listen. Run to him with your struggle. Don't run away from him because if you want to be perfect before you go to God, you never go to God because you never be perfect while we all here. We only get perfect when he come again. We're progressing. God, going to God and being with him all the time, it transforms you. It, re- it renews you. You change. You'll be going through transformation. Because if somebody was going to tell me that, a time is going to come when I'll be quoting scripture and talking to people about God. I wouldn't believe because I thought I was a hot mess and I was not the right pe- person to talk to God, to people about God because I wasn't perfect and I'm still not perfect. But lately, it don't stop me no more because God is doing something in me that I want everybody to also experience. So if you're, you, were, you are like who I used to be, 
and you think you need to stop smoking or you need to stop having sex with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or doing any of those things before you come to God, you will never be able to stop all of this on your own because his strength his strength is made is it perfect in our weakness. He, he likes us being weak because then we, oh, I need, oh, I, my phone screen got locked. I have all my verses on it. He, his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Yes, his strength, no, that's not it. Oh. Child. Yes, Second Corinthians twelve nine. Each time he said, "My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness." So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ can work through me. You can't be strong if you're strong on your own. You can't fix yourself. Only God can. He said, "Is it saying that only the manufacturer?" can see what's wrong with the product and fix it. That's why when your phone falls, when your iPhone gets broke, you don't fix it yourself, you take it to the eye store to get it fixed. Because only they know how to fix it. And that's when if there's something wrong with um, an equipment you bought in the store, take it back to the store and they fix it because they know how to do that. The furniture broke. Get a carpenter to do it. So if you think you're broken, you're struggling, you do not. You are looking for the light at the end of the dark tunnel you're in before you go to God. Let me tell you something. He is the light you're seeking before you go to Him. So just go to Him and you will see immediately that there is light in your tunnel that will guide you to the end of the tunnel. Am I making sense? So on that note, ooh, this is a long episode. I never made something long like this. Almost an hour. So with that being said, if you want to give your give your life to God, pray with me. Say, Father, I come before you just as I am close and all in my addiction and in my sins in my errors my flaws my misdeeds I come before you Lord and I ask that you be my you forgive me of my sins you cleanse me from all unrighteousness that you become my Lord and my Savior I believe in the sacrifice that you did on the cross, I believe you died, and I believe you rose again on the third day for me. I ask that you be my Lord and my Savior and my King, in Jesus' name, amen. So, that is the end of today's episode. Tune in next time. I will always be your host. Bauer, and this will always be Bauer Unfiltered. Bye!
thank you guys for tuning in to Ball Unfiltered. It's been a great time talking to you. And thank you for subscribing. And catch you next time. Bye.